0: John, welcome to Fun Monitors. Good to see you again. It's been a while. We were just talking before. We've probably known each other for 10 or 11 years. Time flies when you're having fun. You've done some pretty amazing things from a performance perspective. Uh, You mentioned before that you always like to have performance over 20%. That's a pretty ambitious
1: plan. It is indeed, Chris. Uh, And thanks for having me back. Uh, we're, We're almost nine years old and... We're compounding around uh, or just over 15% since inception. Uh, we, we've had the one negative year in that period, and if we were able to rub that out, we'd certainly be over uh, our desired um, performance target since inception.
0: So tell me a bit about the fund and what the, uh, not so much the target for the fund, but the sort of things you invest in and how you manage the fund.
1: Uh, sure, Chris. So Paragon, Uh, We're an independent boutique. It's owned by us. The strategy is long, short, predominantly Aussie equities focused in resources and industrials with a net long bias. uh, bias. We're, uh, We're concentrated and we pride ourselves on being completely index unaware. The investment process, it's basically thematic led. We're looking for strong economic tailwinds and fundamental bottom up in our stock picking approach. Um, I'll just quickly add a quarter of the capital is ours, family and friends, and I'm the single biggest investor. Uh, In in terms of uh, um, areas that we invest in, as I said, uh, the focus is in resources and industrials. And um, and we've been um, focused by and large in four or five thematics at any one point in time. And uh, one of the biggest winners and greatest themes uh, that we've invested in since our inception has really been the battery vehicle, the battery electric vehicle thematic, uh, where we've actually been investing in that space since um, being substantial in OroCobra in 2009. Uh, it's, a, it's a long-term thematic. We, we expect, um, along with the, um, the green and electrification themes, to continue to grow strongly over the, over the course of this decade. And uh, we've been busy recycling our capital from various stock picking opportunities to the next best uh, emerging opportunities. But that's a that's been a big theme for us, um, as has uh, certain subsectors across resources and across across the industrial industrial sectors. John, so how
0: do you play that theme? Because I think when we first met many years ago, you were possibly looking at lithium and lithium miners or or lithium extraction. It sounds to me as if that theme has evolved now into actual battery production or electric vehicles. Is that the case?
1: Yeah, that's that's correct, Chris. As I mentioned back in the early days, investing in Cobra, we were called mad scientists for um, for getting interested about the 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 move that or the the revolution we saw coming in electric vehicles. Uh, of course, um, that led us to looking at how that would be. Uh, Fuel and and the opportunities upstream in, in lithium, predominantly. Uh, but of course, if we fast forward to today, we're seeing a massive bull market right across the supply chain. And, and indeed, you're correct. You've seen huge uh, multi-billion-dollar investment right across the supply chain, as um, as the midstream and 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 of course the the auto manufacturers are rapidly turning their fleets to electric. And so. Uh, um, it's been a pretty powerful thematic. Again, we've, we've studied um, the entire supply chain and we're most excited about the opportunity in the upstream and particularly in lithium, which uh, just looking at lithium today and next most excited about nickel. But the two, the two um, um, subsectors, lithium, the industry needs to grow by seven to tenfold between now and the end of the decade and uh, what that has created is an outlook for sustained, long-term material deficits, and that's why the lithium price is accelerating and breaking all-time highs. It's a very similar story for nickel in battery electric vehicles, and that industry uh, needs to grow by around five times. And so, long-term, strong um, structural uptrend, and the opportunity then is is for us to find what we think are the best stock picks that can either make discoveries, uh, um, produce highly economic projects that will need to be essentially funded and built to to meet the supply that's coming, uh, sorry, the demand that's coming. John,
0: if we just look at your performance, um, you mentioned you have one negative year, but you had one month. uh, I think it was uh, September or August of this year. Apologies. Uh, August of this year, you are up almost 24%. Now that's a performance that most fund managers would be proud of uh, for twelve months, let alone for one month. What do you put that down to? Is it just getting everything right at that time, or is it a culmination
1: of a series of decisions over a
0: long period of time?
1: Oh, Chris, we had a lot of winners um, land that month. You'd love to, we'd love to smooth them out over the year. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily always work that way. But uh, yes, thanks. We, we did have a great August. Uh, we've had a couple of really strong months this year, which has helped us um, deliver returns of over forty-two percent calendar year to date, well ahead of any, any uh, um, relevant industry benchmark or, or the market. Uh, but as you point out, it was a big—it was a big August, um, and we're clearly highlighting to investors not to expect that too frequently. In any case, we had a number of well-researched-led stock picks uh, all deliver um, in, in August, basically eight stocks returning in excess of 1% that month, and, and the names included Molson Infrastructure, a couple of uh, key lithium stock picks, ioneer and Sayona, um, Gold and Lithium Play Firefinch, and a couple of strong performances from our tech names, or from Satire and Unity Wireless. Um, additionally, Maybe we got lucky in timing, but we had two shorts, um, both downgrade that month, Beach Petroleum and AGL. And so yeah, it was a great month. Um, lots landed uh, in the same period. That, that can happen. Uh, but really, we were invested in these names because we, we like them. The thematic had a big tick, bottom up, uh, an even bigger tick. And uh, we were in, in these stocks positioned and concentrated because we, we're anticipating um, near-term catalysts which landed. John, you mentioned the shorts. To
0: what extent do you use shorts as profit-making opportunity uh, as
1: opposed to risk aversion? It's a bit of both, Chris. Uh, As I said, we're a net-long bias fund. We're not a market-neutral fund. uh, And um, we've averaged a a bit over 70% net-long since inception. And so generally, the shorts are are twofold, as you described. Uh, On occasion, we can just find something that has the complete um, opposite set up to say one of the longs it's a it's a challenge subsector if it's in the resources space we might even be in a in a resources bear market or or down cycle for the commodity Um, the the actual stock pick is challenged it might have complex assets and over indebted balance sheet and we see uh, a high probability of a dilutive um, capital raise that we can cover the short into. And that's uh, obviously a stock specific short where we're looking to make money on the downside versus other times. Um, lithium, uh, the thematic's been amazing. However, it's had various cyclical downturns within the secular bull run. And at times, um, the commodity price, uh, well, not just lithium, but any any battery EV may come under pressure. And so we may just hedge the, call it underlying commodity price risk in our in our longs with uh, what we think are the most challenged and expensive um, uh, stocks to apply on the short side.
0: And outside lithium and nickel, have you got any other themes or thematics that you're currently looking at?
1: Uh, uh, indeed. The precious metals one has been a big a big one for us, given all the money printing and the uh, huge debasing of the US dollar. Uh, and so um, we've been active and... And invest, and and rather concentrated in in precious metals at various times over the past two or three years. And precious metals for us is it's not just gold; it's it's um it's silver. Um, it's it's also a a diamond miner in this case, uh, La Carpa, which is doing really well. Um, and and additionally, we just as much as we like precious metals. Uh, for 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 the reasons we've articulated many times over over the years, we we look at at Bitcoin miners and Bitcoin as a digital equivalent to, to gold. And so we're um, very constructive on that space in our Bitcoin miner. Beyond that, um, an, another thematic, uh, the, the inflation thematic, which is scaring markets and many investors for us is really fuel to the, the micro setup we're seeing in various cycles across resource subsectors. And so um, you know, we, we've studied what, what areas did well when inflation last reared its ugly head in the in the 70s and 80s and 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 we're we've been pretty vocal that we haven't seen inflation as transitory as transitory and and so expect to do well from the thematic and the way we're playing it in the stock names within the fund.
0: So if we look at that macro theme, I mean, it's one of the big themes at the moment or risks at the moment is uh, is inflation going to going to take off? I mean, I think inflation is stronger than the, than the numbers suggest, but is it going to remain? Is it going to push up interest
1: rates? What's your view on that? Chris, I think interest rates are, are going to have to rise. Uh, don't take my word for it. Just look at, the, um, look at the expectations that have now brought forward. US cash rate rises from 2024 to now the market's pricing in three. For next year, I think the first one starting in June, um, along with uh, the pace of taper. And so I think um, there will be rate rises. The question is how many and are they priced in um, by the market? And I, we would argue that um, both are, but let's let's watch to see whether the Fed um, becomes more hawkish than that. Uh, um, it's hard to see rate rises going too far with the amount of debt in the system. The US would really struggle if you look at what happens to their Fiscal bill on interest rate costs if uh, interest rates get uh, get too high, and so we're going through a, a, a pretty challenging period globally with um, with uh, rate rises on the agenda. Uh, and of course, that's that's with our view, and, and it's not just our view that inflation's not transitory and it's it's going to be much more persistent. Uh, we don't believe CPI numbers; we never have. It's um, the, the calculation just becomes more and more peculiar uh year on year as um you know the feds in the us are, are blaming everything else but the money printing and zero cash rates for inflation uh, either way um not not saying that we'll see hyperinflation like we saw in the late 70s and and, and early 80s but uh, uh we, we all know that inflation well us just printed six percent australia the real numbers probably well over 10 and uh and, and we don't see with um with all the all the factors that are driving inflation at these levels we don't see it subsiding and so we're we're um you know, planning to well we're positioned to take advantage of the opportunity set but
0: that inflation's unlikely to seriously impact your lithium
1: theme or your electric vehicle theme for instance yeah thanks for pointing that out chris indeed uh the, the lithium theme um, it's all, all year, really, it's been a battle between macro and micro. And, uh, and we know what the, the macro concerns are. We've just, we've just talked about some of the issues in terms of an increasingly hawkish Fed. Uh, but if you, if you go micro, whether it's looking at decarbonisation or electrification, and specifically at, with, at, at lithium within the uh, EV or electrification thematic, it's so early in its adoption curve or its, its growth cycle EVs, for example, there's 100 million new car sales a year, and maybe 5 or 6 million of those, are 5 or 6% are, are electric. And um, the world's rapidly moving to try and mandate um, only electric sales. And so there are forecasts for EV, for example, to get to um, 10 million EV sales uh, in the next you know, two to three years and 30 million by the end of the decade. And and yes, there's 100 million new car sales a year, but there's, I don't know, more than a billion um, petrol cars and trucks, probably 1.2, 1.3 billion cars and trucks in terms of global fleet. And so this thematic has such a long way to run that the micro, in our view, will, will more than offset uh, any, any macro-led volatility, and whether it's inflation or just uh, risk on, risk off from rate rises. And uh, when you look at the, the, the long-term deficits on the horizon, uh, and the the need for uh, a, a massive supply response, we just don't see it being upset, and it's really the perfect thematic to invest in in terms of long term structural uptrend. And uh, you know, fortunately for us, we've got technical backgrounds, and we've been able to roll our capital from from uh, you know the, the price of lithium is clearly breaking all time highs, trying to incentivize new supply and creating a... and Uh, an incredible backdrop for for the the new suppliers to come online. So we just think the thematic's too strong to be upset by any macro-led concern. John,
0: as always, good to talk to you. Thank you for your time and thank you for your insights into that. Uh, Certainly that market seems to be the one to be in, but it's one that not many funds are actually able to address. A lot of funds that we talk to actually avoid the resources sector Whereas you're actually targeting the resources centre. Uh, okay. Good luck, and good luck in 2022. It's been Thanks a year you won, but you've had a great one.
1: Thanks very much, Chris.